Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. Chronic diseases don't recognize political boundaries. While these diseases, I'm talking heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, etc., were once called Western diseases, most commonly found in Western and industrialized society, they have spread so far that they are now referred to as modern diseases of civilization, or better yet, simply chronic diseases. Why chronic? Because they hang around, they often have no medical cure, and the best medical technology can do is ease their symptoms and accompanying pain. That symptomatic treatment is swallowing up 84% of the American healthcare dollar, 84%. One country that is looking for better answers to this epidemic of chronic diseases is little old Lithuania, tucked securely between Russia and Poland. Representatives of that country recently traveled to Loma Linda, California in search of answers. Dr. Hans Deal, founder of the Complete Health Improvement Program, was there to welcome them and is here with us today to explain what happened. Dr. Deal, how did you first get involved with the Lithuanians? That was very, very interesting. I mean, I had to first look on my uh, atlas, <laughs> my, my map, to really see more clearly. I mean, I knew it was way up there somewhere, right yes. close to Russia, yes. and on the other side of uh, Sweden, sort of. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I was amazed. A small country of three million people. I was speaking in New York at a major national health conference, and uh, a Lithuanian gentleman came to me and he said, Sir, you have some of the answers. Mm. We need to talk to you. And so they began to discuss some of their concerns that they have in Lithuania. They said, we don't want to make the mistake of American medicine. Mm, And I thought to myself, what are they talking about? And they said, in America, you treat chronic disease, which now accounts, as you said, for 84% of the medical costs in America. We don't want to make the same mistake the Americans have made in that they treat chronic disease with pills and procedures. The medical way to these diseases doesn't really amount to much because these chronic diseases such as heart disease and diabetes and, 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 and gallbladder disease and, and strokes and hypertension and obesity, these are all diseases that are largely driven by lifestyles. They have to do with what we do, what we eat, what we drink, whether we smoke, whether we exercise. These are the kind of things that drive these diseases. And uh, our American doctors, our friends there, they seem to have come to the idea that you have a medication for this and you have a procedure for this. You do some bypass surgery and now you've taken care of heart disease. No, you haven't. You haven't really cured the disease. You have provided symptomatic relief. That means you have taken some of the pain away so that when you have some angina pain in your chest because of narrowed arteries, you can take some nitroglycerin and the pain is being relieved and you feel, ah, I'm feeling so much better now. It's no longer the elephant sitting on my chest. But 
They said to me, we don't understand. While you take away the pain, the disease process continues in clogging up the arteries step by step by step. You have not really helped with the underlying disease process, which is largely how do you feed yourself? Do you exercise? Do you smoke? How do you handle stress that may drive you to eat the wrong foods? And we want to talk to you. We came to this conference here to learn from these experts here what we can do in the area of lifestyle medicine to take care of these lifestyle-related diseases. You know, I'm curious about who in Lithuania saw that. Who got it? Is this the, the medical profession in Lithuania? Was this gentleman and who he represented outside of the medical profession in Lithuania, or were they part of the medical profession in Lithuania? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I was referred to a Professor Kirkutis, mm-hmm. and they said that he is totally committed to making the a big break in Lithuania. And so then they called me up uh, a few months later, and I said, uh, we are on a trail of finding the Holy Grail. (laughs) We want to find the answers that can work. We want to find the answers that we can bring into Lithuania because, and here's what they said. This is really fascinating. They said until 1991, Lithuania, a country of 3 million people, a small country, Mm -hmm. granted, beautiful country, was under the domination of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Soviets brought into our country vodka, and they removed the incentive to personal achievement, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a centrally structured society. With that, we also developed the second largest epidemic in Europe, of heart disease and chronic disease. Mm, mm. But in 1991, they said, we became liberated. The Soviet Union broke up and we became an independent country. And since then, in this uh, newfound freedom, we have done everything we can to restructure our society, to make it a modern society. And part of that, of course, was to bring in the Western foods, which didn't help us at all. (laughs) Plus, they said, Lithuania, by tradition, has been a very agricultural society. Mm -hmm. There are farms everywhere. There are basically only three large cities, but everything is small villages and we basically live on cheese on eggs Mm. and meat Mm. and sausages Mm. and so we have the second highest rate of these western diseases you know as we call them heart disease and so on in europe but they said we are now a free country we're an independent country and we feel like we have an idealism that is still there and we can build the society once more from scratch Mm. and they said we feel like we're in some kind of a political adolescence Mm -hmm. you know and when you are an adolescent you are idealistic you feel you can do anything you can try things out you can rebel you can try your wings out you can feel the pressures and you still come up with something and they said that's where we're at and they said we want to visit some of the key places in america where we can find this new concept in america that is now trying to assert itself because the traditional medical programs to beat these chronic diseases has not really worked very well. It serves the provider, 
I mean, yes. you know, yes. you make some money of these diseases. Yes. We yes. really do. But you're not really turning it off or curing the disease. Mm-hmm. You don't cure diabetes. I mean, you don't cure hypertension. We can take medications, but you forget to take them. What happens? Yeah. The blood sugar yeah. goes up. Yeah. The blood pressure goes up. Uh, the cholesterol, you have drugs. Yeah, but it doesn't really cure the disease. So when you forget the statin, the cholesterol is way up again. And we also find now that in many, many cases, while these statin drugs can lower the cholesterol, they don't really turn the disease that is supposed to cure off, like heart disease. Well, this sounds like something country-wide here. This sounds like the entire country is behind this, and that's encouraging to me. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, heard that this uh, visionary professor, a cardiovascular surgeon, a cardiologist, Mm -hmm. uh, a man that had sort of become the president of uh, establishing a lifestyle medicine institute in Lithuania, uh, a man that was very highly regarded by his colleagues and was now commissioned by the Minister of Health and by the president of his university, we want you to search for the answers that you can bring back to Lithuania and to change the epidemic that we have here. Mm-hmm. And so they began the trail of the Holy Grail. <laughs> and that trail led to Loma Linda. How did they learn about Loma Linda? I think I may know the answer to that, but how did they learn about Loma Linda? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't uh, keep it away from them. Uh, I've been a very happy man here in Loma Linda at the Loma Linda University yes. and where we have our Lifestyle Medicine Institute yes. and uh, where you have a unique lifestyle, yes. which makes also people of Loma Linda the longest living people in Western society. Mm-hmm. These are the all-stars of longevity, mm-hmm. Loma Linda. But you know what they did? They structured uh, their program to first uh, visit uh, Cornell University. Mm-hmm. Cornell University has a very uh, high-recognized, respected icon, Dr. T. Colin Campbell has uh, worked for 50 years with huge research dollars, with huge research budgets, with uh, books that he has written called The China Study and a new book out that is entitled Whole, W-H-O-L-E, where he really makes a case that we need to go back to the slow foods rather than the fast foods. Mm -hmm. We have to go back to the whole foods rather than fractioned foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go back to the potatoes rather than the potato chips. We have to go back to the corn rather than the corn chips. We have to go to the seven grain cereal rather than to pre-sweetened commercial products. And, uh, you know, so he spent some time with Dr. Campbell at Cornell where he also has an electronically available teaching program that helps people to move towards a more plant-based whole food dietary program. So that was their first step. They really enjoyed that. Then they moved on to the Cleveland Clinic. Mm. They're hitting the big places here. I'm loving this. This is great. They do. They do. And the Cleveland Clinic is world famous for bypass surgery development and stents and high-tech approaches to heart disease. But there's also a surgeon that has turned into a behavioralist mm-hmm. by the name of Dr. Caldwell Esselstein. Mm-hmm. And he is working at the Cleveland Clinic now no longer as a surgeon, but in the area of Wellness Institute. And, of course, he has shown that you can actually reverse coronary artery disease by adopting a very simple 
dietary program where you eat more plant-based foods, where you eat more whole foods, where you leave out those processed foods, and you move more towards the foods that come out of the hand of a master designer, mm-hmm. the way nature designed food, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he has had incredible success, and so they spend two days mm-hmm. as a group there to learn more how they are teaching patients in groups conducting five-hour seminars, teaching them everything from understanding the causes of this disease to actually preparing the foods. Mm-hmm. So when they came to Loma Linda, they were high. They said, we have seen it. <laughs> they, they had seen the promised land. And we want to complete that holy grail yes, yes. by coming to Loma Linda, yes. to a university city, where the word is out that uh, they are living 10 to 15 years longer than the average adult in America. Mm, mm, mm. Well, we're going to find out what they learned at Loma Linda and how Dr. Deal was involved in their education on our return. We're talking with Dr. Hans Deal here. Our program is called Trail of the Holy Grail. This is Lithuania looking for answers to a problem that they had. And just before the break, what gets me, Dr. Deal, is that, you know, here's, here's the Cleveland Clinic, here's Cornell University, here's Loma Linda in America. But we don't see representatives from the AMA or from the uh, the, the American Medical Association <laughs> rushing over to these places saying, hey, guys, teach us. No. So anyway, in, you know, I have a little problem sometimes with the medical establishment, but I love them and they're, and they're doing wonderful work, but they sometimes have blinders on. And we want to take those off for our listeners today. And we'll do that on our return. So everybody stay right where you are. I'd like to take a moment to invite you to the CHIP website, chiphealth.com. It's a confusing world out there. Lots of information comes at you from so many different directions. We advocate gaining and maintaining optimum health through lifestyle changes. Changes in what you eat, how you exercise, even how you think and reason. Does it work? Over 50,000 graduates say yes. CHIP is a program that works because it's based on the science of health. Science that's proven and amazingly effective. Stop by chiphealth.com to learn more. Changes come when you make health a habit. That's chiphealth.com. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Dr. Hans Deal, founder of the Complete Health Improvement Program. We're talking about a Lithuanian representative a group of people, a team of people that came from that little northern European country coming over here to find out how they can make their country, their people, their citizens healthier. They first went to Cornell University and they went down to the Cleveland Clinic and then out to Loma Linda. Dr. Deal had invited them to come out there and Loma Linda is a unique place in that the people who live there, who follow the diet and exercise programs of that particular area are living 10, 15 years longer than everybody else. And so here come the Lithuanians to Loma Linda and Dr. Deal's smiling face is there to meet them. What happened next, Dr. Deal? Tell us all about it. It was really a wonderful journey. It really was. We thought it might be important for this uh, visionary professor, this uh, cardiovascular surgeon from uh, Lithuania, Professor Kirkutis, to perhaps give us an idea 
what the situation is like in Lithuania mm-hmm. so that once we understand what the situation is, then perhaps we could uh, provide some custom tailoring uh, mm-hmm. suggestions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we brought some representatives from the School of Medicine here. And, you know, incidentally, the School of Medicine is one of the largest medical schools uh, in the United States, especially on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. We have here about 700 medical students. The uh, medical school was established in 1909 and has graduated over 10,000 medical doctors. So we wanted the medical school to listen very carefully and we also wanted the School of Public Health to listen very carefully. And so they came to honor uh, this team and to also hear something about the concerns that Dr. Kirkutis had. And what was very interesting, he said, we have focused so long in uh, Western medicine on disease that uh, we have not really focused on health. Mm. And my dream is that we need to have a health care system mm-hmm. where we care mm-hmm. about health mm-hmm. rather than a sickness system where we do a great job in diagnosing, but then when it comes to chronic disease, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Do we have some medications that reverse these diseases? No. Do we have some medication plus surgery that reverses these diseases? Well, not usually. Do we have some unique surgeries that provide curative care? Well, again, uh, uh, the answers are not very easily found. And so he said, uh, I am proposing, uh, I'm searching for a model where uh, health care has to do with social health, he said. Mm-hmm. He said it's sort of like a pyramid. You have to have social uh, social network. You have to feel comfortable. You have to feel affirmed. You have to feel sort of, uh, you know, valuable. You feel important. It has to have a social component. Then it has to have a physical component. Uh, health has to do with physical well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said it has to do with uh, emotional mental well-being, psychological well-being. And he said, ultimately, he said, it also has to have at the very top a spiritual component Mm. because the spiritual values, he said, he felt, uh, has to do with your attitude towards life. And then he said, it has to do in knowing who are we. What is our purpose in life? And once we have sorted these things out a little bit, then we have a different outlook on life. And uh, it's the integration of all these four components. And then he said, uh, it has to be a more holistic concept. Mm -hmm. And he said, and holistic is spelled with a W, H, O, L, and so on. It has to be a whole. Mm -hmm. And we set there spellbound because... (laughs) <laughs> I thought, that is Loma Linda. That sounds very familiar to you, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because we have a holism program here. Mm-hmm. We teach our medical students holistic concepts. We teach our medical students and our students in public health and so on to inquire of people's spiritual resources when they're sick. Mm-hmm. How can we help you? We have a chaplaincy program at the university here that teaches chaplains from different religious affiliations, uh, It's a a profound center to help uh, chaplains to be available to help the people in need that are sick and are looking for internal resources, right? So when when, when he talked about holistic health care, when he talked about we have to take care of the soul, 
and the soil has to be at the top of the pyramid, we thought, my, hmm. yeah, we probably have something to offer here, yes, Linda. Yes. You know, Loma Linda has always, like you say, been involved with these things in one form or another, <laughs> and I, it, it just sounds to me that there may have been some providence at play here that would bring that kind of team to your kind of place. Yes, I think so, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we thought maybe we should introduce him to Exhibit A. Mm -hmm. We thought maybe we should introduce him to a specimen of the Loma Linda culture. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when we talk about the Loma Linda culture, we're really talking about uh, a kind of a spiritual orientation that people have all around the world that are Loma Linda inspired, yes, right? Yes. And so we thought maybe we should introduce him to specimen A, to a typical, well, I don't know if it's typical, but to a, a wonderful specimen. And so I had made arrangements with Dr. Ellsworth Wareham. Mm. Now, Dr. Wareham is sort of sometimes considered to be something like the father of open-heart surgery that came to Southern California here some 50, 60 years ago and opened up the channels of doing open-heart surgery, valve replacements, and so on. And then in the 1970s, he went to the Cleveland Clinic and learned the concepts of bypass surgery, and he became a highly respected professor of cardiology, cardiovascular surgery, and so on here at Loma Linda. And he has been highly appreciated. Now, come 2005, National Geographic is running an article on longevity. Mm -hmm. And they're sending a reporter down here to Loma Linda because uh, they heard that Loma Linda has the longest living people here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you come to some of uh, the town here, and they say there are 49 people over 100 years of age. Mm -hmm. And so he came to visit one of these doctors, Dr. Wareham. And while he came to his house, uh, he had made arrangements. Somehow he saw this uh, doctor 90 years of age, setting fence posts to build a large fence to keep his little dogs uh, on, on the premises. And uh, as this journalist uh, takes a closer look, and he says, my goodness, Dr. Wareham, we are here, but you are not supposed to build, you know, a fence like this. I mean, this is for people that are 25 years of age, not for your age. And, you know, he's doing this all by hand, you know, setting these uh, deep holes and putting concrete in. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. And he said, Dr. Wareham, I'm concerned about you. You might be ending up in the hospital. And he said, well, you know, I've been around for a while. It's going to be all right. The next day, the next day. This journalist found him in the hospital, hmm. in the surgical unit. Mm -hmm. They found Dr. Wareham in the hospital doing bypass surgery <laughs> at the age of 90. <laughs> oh, my. You had me going there, Dr. Deal. You had me going. No, no, I, I need to explain this to you. You know, his former students, they're now in their 60s and so on. They call him and say, look, Prof, uh, you have more experience than anybody else. Won't you just be with us in the operating room? And, you know, it made him feel so good. And, you know, he was able to give a few suggestions and so on. It's not that he was doing the actual work, but he was in the operating room, still there, mm -hmm. being respected. And, uh, you know, he then uh, told Dr. Kirkutis, you know, from Lithuania, he said, you know, you know, when I was 96, 95, I think he was the exact age, when I was 95, I basically decided, well, I have been long enough in the operating room, and maybe uh, I should make a decision, but I still have the mental powers to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so he entertained uh, this group from Lithuania for a solid hour. It was just absolutely beautiful, very uh, articulate man, very humble man, talking about his... Um, 
teaching program in Arabia, teaching physicians there, some of the uh, surgical techniques and so on, and always educating as a true educator does. So they had a very good start uh, for the day. We went through nine different sessions. We looked at the Adventist Health Study, which mm-hmm. is headquartered in Loma Linda, mm-hmm. where they have actually documented that people that follow the closest to a vegetarian diet usually have the least heart disease, the least uh, diabetes, the least high cholesterol, the least arthritis, and so on, making a very strong case that diet is probably the driving force, aside from other cultural factors, that influences our uh, level of health. Mm-hmm. So they went to talk to the top people there uh, that are running the Adventist Health Study with over uh, 95,000 people enrolled for over seven years now Mm -hmm. and following them very, very closely with questionnaires and everything else and to identify the different kind of dietary patterns that these people have. And, you know, it's very interesting that uh, in the study uh, of close to 100,000 people, uh, these people don't smoke and they don't use alcohol by and large. Mm -hmm. They have a usual... uh, very health supportive lifestyle and also a, a socially supportive network. But these people, some of them are meat eaters and some of them are vegetarians and some in between. So it opens up the doors to assess the difference yes, yeah, in yeah. health outcomes, right? Yeah. Do the vegetarians live longer than the meat eaters or vice versa? You know, these kind of questions. And mm-hmm. so that was very, very eye-opening to begin to understand that we need to move towards more of a green color uh, food supply, right? Yeah, right? More foods as grown. And then they met with some of the historians that were telling the story of how Lumina came into existence as one of the large medical schools, how there was probably some very special um, providential uh, mm-hmm. leading here. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, we uh, had a wonderful meal in the university medical cafeteria, again, showcasing healthy foods. Mm. So when they came back after 10 hours uh, to my home, my wife surprised them. You know, my wife is a pianist. She's a music teacher. Wonderful. And she said, look, you had a full day. And beside it was a hot day today here, a hot spring day. Look, I've put together some of my favorite uh, piano students. uh, And uh, they want to have a special command performance just for you tonight to send you off tomorrow mm-hmm. on your way to Florida and then back to Lithuania. Mm-hmm. So it rounded out the evening. It was a wonderful evening, and I was very happy to serve them a special German fruit tort, which, again, <laughs> showcased the importance of simple foods, yes, right? Yes. Fruits. Yes, yes. And it was just a glorious time. Uh, I think they got some glimpses mm-hmm. of what maybe the Holy Grail should look like mm-hmm. as they now begin to go back to Lithuania. They go back to the Minister of Health. They go back to the Prime Minister that endorsed this visit, this fact-finding tour of how to bring the best concepts back to Lithuania to stem the epidemic of chronic diseases such as heart disease and stroke and diabetes and hypertension, those modern killer diseases. And these people, they're determined to do something about it. Well, I can only hope, Dr. Deal, that we care for ourselves 
as much as leadership in Lithuania cares for their people. We need to be our own little country. We need to search for that holy grail. We know where it is. We now know what it looks like. And CHIP is an organization that can help us find that holy grail for us personally. We don't have to be Lithuanian. We don't have to travel around the world. We just have to go to the grocery (laughs) store and turn left instead of right, going to the produce section instead of the meat section, and I think we'll be on the right track. Dr. Deal, that is so encouraging. Let me give a website, www.chiphealth.com. There you can discover more information about the CHIP program, whether it's coming to your area, how to enroll into it. Also, some articles there and some uh, information that you need. The Holy Grail is there. We know where it is. It looks like fruits and vegetables. It looks like grains and nuts. It looks like health. That's what the Holy Grail is, and I hope we all are on the trail of the Holy Grail, as well as the Lithuanians. Dr. Deal, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate this wonderful story. Thank you. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Hans Deal, inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618 618- You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org.